This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 5th of April. In your Squiz today, Zelensky accuses Russia of genocide. Tassie's Premier resigns. More trouble for Prince Andrew. And a big night at the Grammys. This is your Squiz today. Starting with the war in Ukraine this morning, yesterday we discussed Russia's retreat from Kyiv and its redeployment of troops to battles in the country's east. Since then, more evidence has emerged of the brutal murder of civilians, which President Vladimir Zelensky described as a genocide against his people, Claire. Yeah, he says that Ukrainians have been tortured and killed because they refused to submit to the Russians in those regions around Kyiv. Uh, there's a lot to piece together and there are are officials from Ukraine on the ground now trying to look at all of that and also take evidence so that it could potentially be used uh, in future war crimes prosecutions. What we have seen is images of civilian bodies uh, across the streets of central Bucha. Uh, that is a small city that's just northwest of Kiev. Uh, there's also reports that that is a scene uh, that is in other towns and cities around that area. Uh, There's a lot of anger and a lot of devastation about all of that, but it seems like it's just the start of it. And the brutality and senseless death of those innocent civilians has horrified world leaders who are now calling for harsher sanctions against Russia and President Vladimir Putin. Yeah, that is definitely on the cards. A lot of reaction in the last 24 hours. US President Joe Biden has restated his claim that Vladimir Putin, Russia's president, is a war criminal. Uh, Also, the United States Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, described those images as a punch to the gut. Uh, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz says that Putin and his backers ought to feel the consequences and those sanctions, particularly in that energy sector are something that they're considering. Vladimir Putin does have some friends in Eastern Europe. One of those is Viktor Orban. He's just been returned to power in Hungary for his fourth term. He singled out President Zelensky as an opponent. The Ukrainian president visited the town of Bucha overnight and said it was difficult to talk after witnessing the atrocities against local people. We're waiting for an announcement about the federal election, Claire, but yesterday all eyes were on Tasmania, with its Premier Peter Gutwin announcing his resignation just two and a bit years in the top job. It was a bit of a surprise. It was. No one seemed to be expecting that. As you say, he had just been re-elected last year. The next election isn't due until mid-2025. He was well regarded. He was certainly someone who Scott Morrison, our Prime Minister, said had done a good job of managing Tasmania through the COVID crisis of the last couple of years. But for Gutwin's part, he's taken a cue from Ash Barty. He says that he's got nothing left in the tank to give and what he wants to do is spend some time with his family. He said he's spent the last couple of years worrying about everyone else's family and it's now time to focus on his own. And the Liberals are expected to elect a new leader and Premier later this week. And while we're talking politics, Claire, we've launched a new and free newsletter called Politics Today. It'll cover all the news and goings-on in politics every weekday morning. You can sign up now at politicstoday.com.au. I'll pop a link in the show notes too. 
The UN's climate research body has released a new report that outlines exactly what we need to do to limit global warming to one and a half degrees Celsius this century. And it's going to be a big lift, Claire. Yeah, it really is. What those researchers from the United Nations say is that we have to peak our greenhouse gas emissions before 2025 uh, and then after that reduce them very rapidly. Uh, Even then, when we get to the second half of the century, we have to start removing carbon dioxide from the environment. And what that means is the development of some sort of technology that would suck those gases from the sky. So there's a lot to do if we're going to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees centigrade. Also, lots of changes that will need to be made, uh, talking about things like energy production, so the use of coal and other fossil fuels to keep the lights on, uh, changes to the way industry is powered, uh, changes to transport and consumer behaviours and also environmental protections. So there's a lot to do. And the UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres didn't name names, but he slammed high-emitting countries, saying they are choking our planet. On that note, Australian coal exports are expected to reach $110 billion this financial year, the first time it's hit triple digits. A couple of months ago, we brought you the story that Prince Andrew had settled a long-running sexual abuse case before it went to trial in the US. That settlement was supposed to take him and the royal family off the front pages, but the Duke of York has found himself back in the headlines because of a friendship with a financier who's before the UK courts on fraud charges, Claire. Yeah, his name is Selman Turk. He is someone who's been a business advisor to the rich and famous. He had been a advising a Turkish millionaire who has accused him uh, of taking money from her. Uh, That's what they're in court over. And as they've gone through those business dealings, what they've found is that Prince Andrew received a £750,000 wedding gift that was paid to Andrew for Princess Beatrice. That, of course, has turned lots of heads and there's lots of questions about that. Uh, Reports say that there's no suggestion of wrongdoing on the royals' part, uh, but there are other payments and gifts that have been made by Turk to the Duke of York, to his ex-wife, Sarah Ferguson, and also to their daughters. So there's some way to go on that yet. And there was some other news around about Sarah Ferguson, aka Fergie. She deleted Instagram posts that said that Andrew wasn't the same after he returned home from military service in the Falklands War. Never a dull moment for the royals, that's for sure. We're in the middle of red carpet season, Claire, after a couple of years of toned down affairs because of the pandemic. Yesterday, it was music's night of nights at the Grammys. Take us through the winners, Claire. So the big winner was John Baptiste. Uh, He won five Grammys, including Album of the Year for his very jazzy album called We Are. Uh, He has fended off the likes of Billie Eilish, Taylor Swift and Little Nas X. So it's a really big award for him. Uh, Also, there's an Aussie in the winners, uh, Rufus DeSol. They took out Best Dance Recording for Alive. I hadn't heard of that one. I played it last night. I quite enjoyed it. So it'll go into the uh, playlist, that's for sure. (laughs) Uh, Also, Olivia Rodrigo claimed three awards, including Best New Artist. Uh, The Foo Fighters also got a trio of trophies. They've had a really rough week, of course, with the death of Taylor Hawkins. 
yeah, what a strange week they must be having. And the award ceremony also heard from Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, who encouraged all of them to not let silence prevail. That was also a very 2022 moment. Yesterday, we were talking about another Aussie who was up. That was the kid Leroy. He didn't win. But his music partner, Justin Bieber, turned up in an oversized suit and a bright pink beanie. For our more mature listeners, think David Byrne and his talking head days. I'm going to pop a link in your episode notes because I reckon this outfit might be setting a trend we all need to get across. Squiz the day, Claire. What's on today that you're keeping an eye on? Uh, it's the Reserve Bank board meeting today and at 2.30 this afternoon they'll make an announcement about interest rates. Of course, lots of eyes on that after the budget and lots of concern about inflation and rates going up. So we'll see how that pans out. For me, Shadow Treasurer Jim Chalmers will give an address to the press club. So it's going to be a big day of economics and finance. That's all from us today. Have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit for member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy to understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.